Welcome, welcome to Basketball Heads Live. I'm your host, Glenn Pooh Harding. And tonight's guest is Coach Peter Martin. That's right, Sports Zone Director Peter Martin. He has been a pillar in our community for over 35 years. This broadcast is sponsored by Styles by Nita and Unique Creations. Let's get it. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? ready? Yes. yes, yes. You have you just have stepped into, into, into the world, world of chaos. chaos. Where everybody, everybody goes, goes hard. hard. Tickets because the game about to start. I'm ecstatic. I couldn't sleep all day long, man. I couldn't take my nap. You see, I'm repping my boy right here, right? You see, I'm repping my boy. Oh, right man. Here. That's right. That's right. Look at that all day. That's right. That's it, man. That's what we're supposed to do. And that's what we're here doing tonight. We represent the Brooklyn legend. You know, I know you've been doing it in our community for a long time, brother. And when I put up the post of the first pitch I put you with Pearl, you got a lot of love in the community, oh, man. man. Let me tell you something. We are, you already know what Pearl meant to sports in New York City, period. Hands down. Right. One of the best that ever did in New York City. Look, I was talking to uh, Kenny Anderson. He was on here, and we was talking about being a, uh, someone who shifted culture, right? Like, Pearl shifted the culture early. And then Kenny came along and kind of did the same thing. Yeah. But he told me he was looking up to Pearl the whole time. Let me tell you something. Everybody to this day, if you watch college basketball and you see um, Dick Vitale, any guard that right. playing college basketball, they compare to Pearl Washington. You know, or right. they, they, he talks about Pearl Washington. So, I mean, I went to his funeral. One of the best funerals I've ever went to in my whole life. The accolades that wow. he received, man. I'm telling you. It just brought tears to my eyes, bro. That, that was my dude. So, so man, let's, let's, let's get into your life because we want to say rest in peace to Pearl and make sure his legacy live on forever. And this is why you're here tonight, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, well my so, life, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Before we even get to that, let me just ask my first question I always ask every guest is who introduced you to the game? My brother, Phil. My brother Phil Martin, he taught me, I mean, he, he carried me around like a puppy, man. You know, like, you know, everywhere he went, I wanted to be. My brother Phil, he lives in Maryland right now, college player, you know, went to Hampton University, played with uh, Rick Mahorn. Ah, nice, nice, legendary. At Hampton. But it was Hampton Institute. It wasn't even Hampton University. It was Hampton Institute. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And uh, just dragging me along like a little puppy, man. So my brother Phil. Have to give him, you know, who introduced me to the game of basketball. Yes, sir. Did Did you play as well? Yes, I did. I played, you know, high school ball at Midwood High School. I played one year college ball at Baruch College in Manhattan in the city. Uh, some of the best times of my life, man. That CUNY basketball was something else, man. You know. What What year did you go to Midwood? I went to Midwood from I, I graduated in '79. From '77 to '79. You know, so you was around that that whole time with Jerry Ice Reynolds and Beetle Washington. I was before, and I was before uh, Jerry Ice. Jerry Ice Reynolds was a freshman, but the teams that beat us in the championship that went, they took it all away. Which I was going to tell you was Alexander Hamilton. They had uh, Cole Selden. Yeah, Cole Selden Beetle was their backcourt. Yeah. K Maxim. Uh, they had an awesome front line, man. Ray Haskins was the coach. Coach Haskins was the coach. I mean, they were stars. Yes. They were stars. So Jerry Ice Reynolds was at the end of the bench during that time. That time, you know, he was a freshman. Now, 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 if you look, if you look, right, that's Coach Haskins right there. Yes, that's my godfather, bro. I love that dude, man. Coach Haskins, man. You know, I, I pick his brain every time I, I, I see him. I actually, you know, I saw your your, your last show with Coach Haskins was on your show, and I was chiming yes. in. You know, I was chiming in a lot, you know, and uh, Coach Haskins is, is the best. He's he's the godfather. Yes, and I don't think he gets the respect 
that's due to him, you know, for a guy who went 179 and 14, carried 24 kids on his roster, and then 12 of them go Division One. No one has ever done that in the city of New York. Well, if you know, anything, I don't think anywhere in the country at one time. If you know anything about the history of of basketball in Brooklyn, period. If you don't give Coach Haskins his respect, you're not a basketball uh, guru. Simple as that. That's you right. Know nothing about the game. If you don't, if you don't give Coach Haskins his respect, and that's just what it is. Yeah. So. So. Who 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 was on your team during those midweek days? Uh, Were we, you guys any good? Oh, we was decent. I mean, we we every year we went to the uh, semifinals. But like I said, we lo we lost a great team. We lost to Coach Haskins' team, who won the whole thing. And then one year we lost to boys and girls, who won the whole thing, coached by Mick, Coach Mickens. They had Richie Gordon in them. Richie Gordon wound up going to Columbia University. They had they, right, they, right. they were loaded. You know, back then, I mean, it was tough. You know, I mean, we was playing against guys like it was a. Uh, uh, Stephon Marbury's brother, uh, Eric Marbury. Yes, yes. Eric Marbury, jump out the gym. You know, I mean, you know, you talk about Steph, but Eric Marbury was the real deal, bro. Yeah. yeah. So they they had they had some ballers back then, man. That you know those guys, all those guys went Division One, major Division One. Right, pro. right, right. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, we held our own, but I mean, you know, it was, it was a small school, but I mean, we just we just pressed you half to death. You know, we that was right, small right. we picked you up from the time you take the ball out all the way to the end. We had that full court press. You know, and if you wasn't a smart team, you was losing to us. Simple as that. You know. But uh it was all good though. It was a great time in my life, man, that I would cherish forever. So what uh who was the uh, top player in your neighborhood at the time? In my neighborhood at the time? Um Right, when you was coming up. Oh, it was so many, man. It was so many. The top player in my neighborhood when I was coming up as a kid. There's always one top dog. Well, you know what? I'm going to give it to my mentor. His name was Joe Washington. Okay, Joe, okay. Joe Washington, and if you can, any of them guys who are listening now, old school dudes, Joe Washington was, was the truth. You can ask Fly Williams, all those guys jocking him. You know, they'll say Fly, but when I asked Fly who was the best, and I tell him, Joe Washington, he would say, yo, Joe was the man. My man, Joe Washington, was my best player of my old time mm. as a kid growing up, who I idol. Okay. Joe Washington. Okay. He wound up going to Coppin State, broke his leg. Pearl's brother actually broke his leg playing ball, you know, bridged him, going to the basket, knowing he can't block Joe's shot. And Joe went to Duncan, and, 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 and he broke his leg. Joe fell down, broke his leg, and still go went Division One with, with one leg going to Coppin State. It was All-American at Coppin State. So that was Pearl's older brother? Uh, no, Pearl's oldest brother is, is his name is Beaver. Beaver used to play ball. Okay. He was playing against Joe in, 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 in his junior high school. Okay, in okay. Brooklyn. And you know, Joe was all American in, oh. in high school and stuff. He went to Tilden with Jock. Great Jock with Jack. Nice. Right? That that right, group, right. with World Be Free, all those guys, they were they were they were awesome back then, man. World Be Free went to Tilden? No, World Be Free went to Canarsie. Went to Canarsie, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I thought he did. Yeah, led Canarsie, you know, to, to the city championship. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Canarsie was, they were loaded, man. I, I, I saw him in, I saw him in the pros, you know, you, you get to see the kind of the finishing touches to who these guys really become. But how was he in high school? Oh, let me tell you something. He was, it just, it was world. I mean, I mean, I don't remember him in high school. I remember him, you know, from Guilford, when he went to Guilford and he went to the pros, but from my, my partner, Daryl Glenn, who runs the Brownsville Recreation Center, world was, he was under jock. I mean, that, that, those guys, that whole group was just, just, just awesome. Brownsville had more plays coming out of the pro, going to the pros than any other, any other uh, neighborhood. Brownsville had from, from world fly, Jerry Ice Reynolds, boxing, they had Tyson, uh, football, Otis Wilson, Super Bowl champion, Riddick Bowe. Uh, Shannon Briggs, all that in a five-block radius. Unheard of. Eddie Mustafa Muhammad, you know, but the, the, the players, I mean, with, with Jock and them, that whole group, man, was just, you know, even Coach Haskins, I tell you, they terrorized every tournament throughout the country. Now, how does a guy like World Be Free, who undisputedly was the man in New York City during his time, wind up going to Guilford College? Jocko Jackson brought him there. You know, school slept on him. School slept on him. But, you know, back then, if you were good, you were going pro. They, if, if you put in work, 
they were going to find you. And he put, right. in, he put in work at, at Guilford, you know. And, you, you know, you have to remember, too, Jeff Houston came out of Brownsville. Right yes, yeah. Jeff Houston led the league in the yes. one year. He had a record, I think, like yeah. 22 assists in one game. Right there. All that whole group, they all lived together. They all played summer ball together. It was like 25 of them, solid, during that era, man. And, you know, the regular Joes like me, I was just a regular Joe, just watching guys like that, man, and playing, man. It was so talented, man. So talented. So you got the, you had a bird's eye view of some of the greatest basketball players in New York City history that burned the fire in you to further your career, not only as a player, but really as a coach. Correct? Yes. Yes, sir. John when did you know you wanted to become a coach? I, I started playing ball, and I started being a player coach at the same time. I played in tournaments. And in the tournaments, I was a player coach. You know, I ran my own team and mm. at the same time. And I just got that coaching bar. Then I started coaching kids. You know, I started coaching in, in some of youth, some youth teams. And I remember one tournament we played in East New York in Alabama Park. Hardcore. It was like they call it the cage, I think it's now, still to this day. And we just played against Ed Dandeva, Bug Eye. Right? Yes, he yeah. He was a kid. Yeah, he was a kid. Very good to my freshman year. Right. Yeah. Right. He was a kid at the time. And I had I had just a, a crew from Brownsville, young, young pups. And man, this guy, his name is we call him Sheik, his name is Gary Johnson. And he was checking Ed. And she broke his arm in the game. He didn't even know his arm was broke. Played with one arm and still bust his ass. And I'm not playing. With one arm. Wow. Broke his arm. At the end of the game, we took him to the hospital. He had a broken arm. Played a half with, with a broken Tough as nails, man. Those kids, let me tell you, some Brownsville kids, man, I'm telling you. Even now to this day, we're going to get into my kids later on. But, Mike, those, those Brownsville kids, something about them, how they bred, man. They're running the walls, man. I don't know, I don't know what they're eating, but they, they tough as hell, man. You know? Yeah. Tom Kinchowski said that Brooklyn produces the toughest basketball players in New York City. And, some, and, and you know, the best and toughest uh, basketball players in New York City. I believe that. And that goes with anything about Brooklyn. Man. You know, Brooklyn go anywhere to play ball. You know, you got guys right. up town, they don't want to come to Brooklyn. You know? Yup, listen, I'm so glad you said that. That's one of my biggest arguments with this podcast. When I be interviewing a guy from uptown, I let them all know. Yeah. A lot of y'all didn't come down to Brooklyn. We had to go yeah, to y'all. Queens, Queens dudes didn't come to Brooklyn. We had to go. And that's why I think that makes us so resilient, right? And tough minded. Because we had to leave our neighborhood and go to other places and do damage to get our name up. Exactly. And I you know, I played anywhere. It didn't matter. I went uptown, Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, you know, Staten Island. You know, I played everywhere. It didn't matter again, you know, because if you go anywhere else, they don't know how you play. That's right. So, you know, we get yes stuff go work then. You know what I'm saying? So it was all good. So but yeah. Brooklyn kids, they play anywhere. We take our kids now anywhere and Forget it. They're, they're, they're amazing, man. They're amazing. What was the first tournament you coached in? First tournament I coached in? Probably in Alabama Park. Young, young days. Alabama Park in East New York. Where I tell you. <laughs> no, actually the first one I, I played coached, it was in Forster Park. Okay, oh, all right. God. Forster Park was gangster city, bro. We had to leave our, right, to leave right. our stuff in the park and cut out. <laughs> we won a championship that day one year, and we had to leave our trophies in the park and get the hell out of that damn park. Forest Park was wow. up, yeah. I think Forest Park was the first one I actually coached and played and coached, me and my boys. Okay. Yeah, Forest Park was okay. a joke, man. Yeah. Did you ever play in Forest Park? Yes, yes. Yeah, Forest Park. I played in every park. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> That's what's up. From, from, from Brooklyn to Queens to the gyms, to Lost Battalion, you know, to St. Clavers, right. right, to BRT. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's my, my pedigree, man. I, and I had to because I made Lincoln my freshman year, and I didn't want to get cut. I didn't want to lose that position. You know, I, I thought at the beginning I shouldn't have been on the team, right. but, of course, I wound up developing to, you know, right. a really good player. Right. Um, so I worked hard, and, and all the places that you were supposed to play, I went and played that. And that was my problem. I didn't do that when I was in high school. My coach told me, he said, you know, when our last game during one of the seasons, he said, I don't want none of you guys going to play in any of those tournaments where you're going to get 50 points. 
You have to play in tournaments where guys are better than you. What did I do? I went to the tournament best style where I can get 50 points. <laughs> so a couple of my guys, they went and they played for Gil Reynolds that summer. One of, another one of my yes. coaches. Yes. Two of my guys, two of my guys, Joe Esposito and uh um Dwayne Dwayne Myers. They went to Bernard Myers, they went to play for Gil that summer. They came back, oh my God. Like beasts. I came back, you know, almost the same way because I went and played those weak tournaments. And I didn't get any better because, you know, I didn't go against the heavy competition. You know, I was decent, but I I should listen to my coach. I didn't listen to my coach. And I paid for it. You know, but Yeah, listen. I, I we back in those days you didn't have a choice. And if you didn't do those things, you know Exactly. That's the result of that. Yeah. And that's what I tell my kids now. You know, I, I teach them from my mistakes, you know. Don't play in no weak tournaments where you, 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 you're getting 50 points, you know, 60 points. You got to play in, 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 in tournaments where you're going to up your game and play against guys that are better than you that's going to make you better, you know, so. Now, the one thing I have a problem with with the tough, with, I mean, with the big tournaments in New York City, right, the uh, the Nike tournaments, right? Because you have the Gersh, Dykeman, uh, the one in Queens, uh, Lincoln Park. Right, and you have a a, a double partner, Brock Watson. Um, but whatever the case, they have our high school kids playing pro rules, right? Mm -hmm. Which is great for developing their one on one game, mm -hmm. but it stagnates a lot of them once they go to college because ninety percent of all the colleges play zone, right? Right, and even in the high school, when you go back to high school, because you see a lot of these players, they be dominating, the averaging thirty and forty in the summertime, and they averaging twelve and fifteen in the high school game because, or eighteen, because of that factor is not there for for a clear out or for that one on one. Yeah, I don't understand why the big money corporations do that. Like, I have a theory. That they, you know, out to destroy the game, uh, the same way the NBA did with EBC. Well, you know, right? It, yes, it, 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 I think I just think it's when when the when the influx of money comes in, that's when you see the the, the talent kind of dissipate. You know, it, it, it's all commercial. Like I, I never liked that EBC business. That wasn't basketball. You know, I, that that you know, to all due respect to the N one mixtape guys, that wasn't basketball. You know, I mean, you know, I guess they respect because that was the way they was making their living, but that wasn't bad. Right, you know? right. But at the end, of, like I said, from coming from Brooklyn, Brownsville, and playing in the BRC, you had to get you were getting checked, bro, from the time you take the ball out. You know what I'm saying? And that's why you know a lot of guys, you know, even you know, they came out that like I was, and I'm going to say this about Pearl that when he was um, coming up, you know, he was so good, he would play in other tournaments. They wasn't checking him. The way they, you know, when he came back home at Brownsville, how they checked him. They weren't, they were, they, they didn't care anything about him when he came home. They were checking him from the time he take the ball out, you know. Right. So other guys would back a ball from he going to play on their back because they were scared to get shook. But when he came home, they made him work. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of these guys, these kids go to these tournaments, they got a little name, but the guys are not checking them. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, we the, the games that we teach now in our league, and I want to go back to in one of your podcasts where you were talking about free tournaments and stuff like that. We have free tournaments in Brownsville. You know, my partner and I, Dwayne Kennan, we um we sponsor free tournaments for our kids, full uniforms. We have pro am officials. You know, remember I was telling you when you know you and Rob were talking, and uh, we don't charge our kids a dime. And we got kids coming from all over. You know, and we have classes taught by Nike. Nike, um, the, uh, damn, what the hell is that? The, uh, the Nike, one of the Nike, one of the Nike companies that we have, I'm going by my girl, Sally, the Peace Players, you know, she teaches a class. Oh, okay. You know, the Nike Peace Players, they teach the class. We got, you know, refereeing for our guys. I mean, we have so many different programs. We don't charge a dime. Where is this located? Where is it located? Van Dyke, Van Dyke Housing uh, Development in, 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 on, in Brooklyn, in Brownsville, on, um, what's that? Thomas Boylan, Tom on Thomas Boylan, no Mother Gatson, Mother Gatson. Right send me right. send me that information, and I'll definitely promote that for you. We're waiting for this pandemic to end, and let me tell you something: we're ready to rock and roll, man. 
You know, um, we're going to help out a lot of different uh, programs. We're going to help out Gersh, you know, and see if they're going to get a little something together. We're going to help fund them and get some tickets. A lot of people don't have the funds. So we got we got some funds that we're going to help a lot of different tournaments out and and have and have a uh, one one big group for all of us at the end of the summer. Hopefully, you know, the mayor will say, okay, guys, you guys can run some stuff. But we want to help out a lot of different organizations that don't have the funds and the kids don't have the money to play. You know, that's that's what we do. You know, Brownsville Sports Zone. That's who we are. Definitely, definitely. So I, I, I want to definitely uh, get that man. Uh, if we can, even if we, you do like a, a thirty second piece. Uh, you know, just to promote that out there because that's a great idea, uh, and I think it'll help uh, a lot of kids in the community. Oh yes, like I said, this is our fourth year doing it. We've been doing this for the last four years, and like I said, we we partner up. And this is one of the things I wanted to talk to you about partnership. A lot of these organizations, a lot of these leagues don't like to partner. And that's the problem. If they, What's making us so successful? We partner with so many different groups where we're able to bring everybody, everybody's uh, business together. And that's what makes us so successful. And if a lot of those other tournaments right. partnered, they wouldn't have to charge as much as they do for these tournaments, for these kids. Right. You know, it's like, it's, you know they're, they're so selfish. A lot of these leagues are so selfish, man. You know, and yeah. they're trying to make all this money off of, off of kids. Yeah, you know, and if you, yeah. you part it up, people, you know, there's so many avenues that you can get things, and, and the kids don't even have to pay, and you still have the same, still can put out the same product. So these guys need to stop doing that, man, and partner up with each other, man. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of the time when we was coming up, uh, most the majority of our coaches were white men, and it's not to knock them because a lot of them did great jobs with us, right? And but now we're in the seat, right? right. You got a lot of us who. Most of the the majority of the high school coaches are former players, right? Who are black men and women, and I see the separatism there because everybody's competing to be number one, but the quality of basketball in New York City is going down. And and I hate to keep spotlighting South Shore, but they're the big dogs right now. And South Shore, three years of winning the city championship. I don't know if they produce a Division One qualified player in those three years. And that's sad. Maybe they have. Maybe they have. I mean, one's going, one's going Maybe. to Syracuse in September. Right. I mean, one's going to Syracuse but in September. He, 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 did he go to prep school? I think he, he's, going, he's going to be in prep school, but he signed with Syracuse. So I think he has to be right. one year in, in prep school. Right. I did one year in prep school my senior year. So I'm not knocking people who go to prep school. But what I'm saying is, with, with all of the advancement that we've made, right, and a lot of us who went through the stuff back in the days, we should be making it a lot easier for our kids now. You know, so guys like Rob and Will Jackson, who's at Banneker, who keep their kids at a high level academically, right? And Rob has sent every last one of his players to college except one. Now, he's not at a double-A school. How is he able to send all of his kids to step one? And I know the one kid because I used to coach him. And that was that kid's choice. I'm going to tell you what. So this is what I'm saying. With all the power, all the big company that's involved, all the championships that's being won, we're not producing the players like we used to. And guys like yourself, I know, because we're going to get to it, to all the kids who you helped get to college, and all the kids that you coach, because Rob is one of your kids. Yes, he is. And that's, that's, that's my guy to the end. Um, one thing about my partner, Dwayne Cannon, he, he stressed, he doesn't stress winning. He, he stressed right. teaching. You know, he tells, right. he tells all the coaches, sorry, he tells all the coaches that coach in our league about stressing, stressing, um, Stress, stressing togetherness and, and stressing, yeah. and stressing, um, just being being good good guys and just you know it, it, it's, it's it's crazy how when these guys you know like I said when these kids coach they you know they yelling screaming or whatever like that but we want discipline in our league you know and our guys hands down to our guys we didn't, we we coached the middle school first middle school tournament that was on that side of town BRC was the only act in town for a long time and now that we're there. And, you know, nobody wanted to, you know, help these kids out. We've been helping them. We haven't had one incident with these kids. 
and we have the you know the different projects you know the Brownsville Tilden Van Dyke you know those kids can't play with each other because you know they're, you know, with the gangs but coming into that Van Dyke gym man those kids were gentlemen you know and we we really stress that with our kids man and helping them out and helping them learn to 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 be young men and they just need somebody to really you know believe in them you know and and that's what we try to do over there man. You know, and Rob and them, Rob, I had Rob since he was a puppy in middle school, you know, and Rob just hung around me. You know, we did everything to my house and just hung around me and he's just a good young man, you know, and all his friends, man. But it's about, you can't just, it's, it's not all about winning all the time. Right. It's about choosing, right. man. It's not all about, and that's what's wrong with these coaches. You know, they, they just want to win by any means necessary. Like, you know, yeah. one of the coaches that I'm going to have to say this is one of the South Shore coaches is one of my coaches. My man Winston. So I, I, you know, I have to give this guy a lot of credit. What he's done for our program, he's one of the assistant coaches, but he runs my my middle school program for my coaches, and he is amazing teaching these kids, man. And I have to give him a lot of credit. He makes my job a lot easier. You know, he's doing a phenomenal job with these middle school kids, man, and and getting a lot of these kids in high schools, and being prepared to be able to play in high schools. And you know, we work with their, you know, we work with a lot of the middle school. Uh, principals and stuff like that. So if they're acting up, they can't play in our league. So we're in touch with the schools. We're in touch with teachers, you know, and we, we treat that like, you know, like it's almost like a, a real middle school league as far as PSAL. Because if you're not doing well in school, you can't play. They have to go to mentorship before the game. Every game before each game. They have to, they have to talk to mentors. We have a class. You play first. You play after your game. You have to go to the class. We do that to all our kids. I listen. If you've been watching the shows, I've been stressing that a lot. I think that needs to be followed over in high school because a lot of our kids, you know, our, our boys, they're lacking male mentorship, right? A male role model. And a lot of times, they get that 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 good structure early on. And then they get let out into the world and they get pushed off the edge and go fly by yourself. And and these kids are still kids. I know they're in high school and they're teenagers, right? But they're still kids. And one of the examples I use when I talk to my kids is a scene from Bronx Tale. You ever seen Bronx Tale? A hundred times. Remember the scene when the the, the, the the white guys was getting in the car to go uh yes. avenge and, and get and go to the black neighborhood yes. and get the black guys? Yeah. Now Sonny, who saw the kid who he liked in the car, because look, he kept it real and he's a street dude. I'ma save the one I can save. Right. The kid didn't want to go. Right. But he didn't have enough guts. To say he didn't want to go because he didn't want to look like a chump in front of his peers. Right. So it took Sonny, an adult, to come snatch him out that situation. Right. And what happens, right, to the kids? The end result oh, is oh. that they all burned on fire. They got blown the heck up. They all die. They all die. Every one of them. So that's one of the main parts of that movie that sticks out to me the most because. Our young people need a lot, a lot of help. That's why I like, that's so, why I like working with the middle school kids because I look at it; those are my pups. You know what I mean? And I'm preparing them for high school. You know, I used to do high school. I, I did, you know, I did a lot of program for years. You know, unlimited. I said, you know what? If I'm giving my money away, if I'm dealing with, if I'm doing, giving my time, taking my time away from my family, I'm doing it with the kids. And that's why I went down to middle school, and it's one of the most rewarding things I've ever done in my life. You know, to watch these young dudes grow, man, and, and develop, and to, like I said, we take more trips. We've taken them to the NBA Hall of Fame, you know, someplace I've never been. That was the first time I went. We took them uh, last winter. You know, it was a great, great opportunity. And like I said, we have different mentorships. Before they play, they have to go to class before they play or after, they, or after their game. You know, different organizations that come and speak about life. You know, um, we're doing job training. For we do have a high school program as well, you know, where it's, it's involved with the police department, and they help us out tremendously. So yeah, the police help us out tremendously 
and that Bandai Coco. So I want to give them a shout out as well. You know, so no doubt, no, the, the, the positive officers out there make the difference. Oh, they they they're great. My son's an officer, so you know, um, they do a lot. They like to do a lot of work. You know, so it, it's all good, man. It's all good. Yeah, I think I think that that idea what you have in that structure is is a perfect situation that can help turn New York City basketball around starting in Brooklyn where we can maybe invite some of the high school coaches down to the program to see how it's ran, right? And a lot of coaches can now start adapting it uh to their programs. But I know a lot of them gonna be like it's a lot of work because we already got worried about study hall and how we gonna put mentoring in and we ain't gonna be able to compete. But really, you're preparing these kids for, for a little bit more than basketball, right. right? I had Eric Kicks on last week, and here's a guy. He wasn't a big star player, someone similar to yourself, and found himself uh, at a college and got an opportunity. But he knew that. His future in basketball was far in between. So he had to prepare for when the game was over. And that's how he created his organization. And what you're doing, I think what you're doing is such an incredible job because I think all high school programs should be ran like the program you're running in Van Dyke. And we do have high school coaches do come down. We've had Canarsie coach come down. Rob Phelps has come down. Uh, we had, uh, I'm, try, I'm trying to get my man Bud to come down. We talk all the time. You know, I've been trying, because I have some players. I said, Bud, I'm telling you, I got, I got some guards that you're going to love. Tougher than nails, man. And they, they're like, uh, south, or like, in the seventh grade. And these kids, we have them playing, when we play in the BRC, we have them playing with high school kids. And they balling. You know, so they they started to, to come and see us and see, and see what we're doing and what we're producing. And, you know, fine character gentlemen that we have that we're producing, you know, changing their whole demeanor on how they look at life. And, um, and we're just helping them and just being consistent, being in their life. It's all about consistency. You know, when you're consistent in someone's life, they know you're not going anywhere. You know, you're going to be there. You know, you're not running off. You know, they've had people run off in their life before. No, Coach Martin's going to be there every other day, every day. You know what I'm saying? And um, that's, that's like I said, if I'm going to give my money to somebody, I'm going to give it to a kid. You know, that I know really need me and really needs my assistance. You know, and that's, I mean, like I said, we have free stuff. We don't charge a kid a dime. And we give them the mm. best stuff, man. When I tell you the full uniform, the reversible uniform, you can ask them. I actually got some from BRC. Um, uh, we had Coach Green playing our league. You know, we took care of him, helped pay for different tournaments for him, you know, through our organization, through our sports zone organization. And that's what we've done for, for many organizations. You know, for T-shirts. We're going to have Coach Green on. Coach Green will be on soon as well. That's my best friend's father. Well, your best. Tell me he owes me an apology, too. I love him, but he owes me an apology. We ain't going to talk about it tonight. Ooh, ooh, Coach, 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 Coach Green? Coach Green's owed me a big apology. You tell him, but I, I, got I, I love him, but he owes me an apology. And we're going to leave it at that. I got you. Okay? All right. Um, Definitely. Other than that, man, like I said, those kids, like I said, our program is growing and growing every year. Um we have some of the best officials that, that officiate our kids. Like I said, um, the pro pro-am Terry Gilbert's guys from pro-am those officials. We're going to have his guy one day come up by Zach Zarba who's one of the top officials in the NBA. He's going to come talk to our kids. I got a guy, this dude, this, this brother's doing Nike kicks. Uh, he's going to come and teach the kids how to draw on sneakers, you know? So we got a lot of stuff coming up, you know, for our kids, man. And just, you know, giving them that Avenue, and allowing them to have a platform like you one day and to, to give back. So what you're doing is amazing, you know, to Thank you. get that word, you, my brother. word out, you know, and let people hear, you know. So that's, that's great, man. It's a great job what you're doing, man. You know, I've, been watching, you. I've been watching you several times with different guys that I know. And, you know, I, I right. enjoy watching. I tune in. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate Listen, appreciate the love. And, you know, Rob and I have been friends for a very long time. You know, I watch him uh, come up. And listen, his word is golden to me. And if he tells me, yo, G, you need to interview this person, I'm on it because I know what kind of person he is and what he represents. So it's that that it works, brother. And and now I, I get to read up on you and you know look up some of the things you did. And it's just amazing, man. It's amazing. What what kind of relationship did you and Pearl have? We're like brothers, man. I introduced Pearl to his his, his fiance before before he passed away. 
years ago, me and Pearl were like brothers, man. I mean, you know, in, in his latter years, his last, let me say last 15 years of his life, we just, you know, just, just bonded, man. I mean, we just, we just mad cool, man. You know, we was just, we just, we just mad. Give me a fondest memory of Pearl in the summer tournament that you witnessed. I remember Pearl as a kid. I'm going to tell you, he was a kid in the tournament at Betsy Head Pool. I don't know if you ever, mm -hmm. you ever played in Betsy Head Pool. Betsy Head Pool had yeah. the locker rooms in the wintertime. I, I swam, I swam in Betsy Head Pool. In, in, in the wintertime, the locker rooms is a basketball court. And this was Pearl was a kid. Yeah. I seen Pearl play. And Pearl just destroyed everybody in this whole tournament. There's a tournament Betsy. He just destroyed everybody. He's like, I couldn't believe it. Like, who the hell is this guy? You know what I'm saying? It was just unreal. My, it, it was just unreal, man. I, I couldn't believe him. Just, just you know, it's just so many. Just how old was he? How old was he? Probably about eleven. Probably about eleven. Just destroying people like nothing. You know, just head head over heels, better than everybody. You know, you knew he was going to be special. Right. You know, you knew he was going to be special. Like I said, everybody in the gym was was decent, but he was just very special, man. He was just special, man. Yeah, yeah, he was bigger than most guards and could move like he was their size. I'm gonna tell you another tournament I played in. One time in the projects, Pearl, I think he was senior in high school or something. He was inside the Brownsville projects, and he was going against. And I was on the same team as Cosell, right? One of my boys was coaching his team, and Pearl was playing on the other team. But I can say Cosell gave him the business that night. Cosell was a bad boy. And he was going. He tell you what he going to do to you. That's the, him and Beetle. I think in my in my eyes, one of the best backcourts of all times in New York City. Listen, I I saw Beetle play for the first time on YouTube. We was watching it again last night. I was showing my boys, um, and he was dynamic. He was all over the court. He was he was one of those guards that I knew everyone was talking about. But I never saw him play. Like, I used to just hear his name. Bro. You know, word of mouth was everything back in the day. Pure point guard, man. Pure, ran a team. Hey, that, 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 yes. One of the best backcourts, in my eyes, in the city of all times that I've seen. I've seen a lot of different backcourts. But that him and, him and, him and Cosell had to be one of the Cosell was number two behind Isaiah, I heard. I don't know what he was behind, but I know what. He can, handle, no, he, can handle, uh, he can handle anybody. Coach Haskins said it. Coach Haskins said he was the number two point guard in the country behind Isaiah. That team Coach Haskins had, man, you know, that has a, the front line he had. It was like a pro team. They like a pro team. All those guys, I mean, it was horses. There's nobody could beat them. Guys. But then they lost to the variant in the state championship with Chris Mullen well, and Roger McCree. Well, Chris, How dope is that, though? Well, you know what? You look, if you, Losing to Chris Mullen ain't bad. Right, right. That's and Roger McCready, right? That ain't, right? That ain't bad losing to Chris Mullen, a Hall of Famer. That's right. You're going to lose. That's somebody. right. And that's why I felt I didn't feel bad losing to Alexander Hamilton and boys and girls because those teams right. were, were, were awesome. So you lose to right. them. I mean, everybody else is going to lose. And nobody's going to beat those guys. Those teams were stacked and well coached. Right. You know what I mean? It's a difference. Okay, you got talent, but they were well coached. You know, so, I mean. But even going back to the history, nobody—I haven't heard nobody talk about the Albert King days in New York City, where Albert King was in New York City was one of the most phenomenal players I've ever seen. When you talk about Pearl having his impact, you couldn't be getting a gym when Albert King played. I heard he was ahead of Magic Johnson. Albert King was no joke, brother. I don't—I haven't heard nobody I talk heard. about Albert King. You know, he was skipping over these guys and talk about all these new wave guys. But those guys, I mean, the Vinnie Johnsons, they ain't talking about Vinnie Johnson, man. I've heard nobody talk about Vinnie Johnson in any of these podcasts or whatever, man. Those guys, man, you couldn't shout those I'm trying to look at brother. I'm trying to get to those. Trust me. Those guys, I played with Eric. I played with his younger brother, oh, Eric. Brothers of uh, Eric. Right? I played with his younger brother. Yeah. I played with, um, it was all, it was all on the Empire State Games team. Myself, Eric, Eric Brown, um, Derek Chivas, Ross Strickland, Boo Harvey, right? And I was the young buck of the team. Right. So those guys, uh, trust me, we, we're definitely getting to them. Get a hold of the microwave. I, and you're right. No one, no one has mentioned them in stories, right? 
No one has mentioned the stories. You probably uh, are someone who probably, uh, Henry Haskins, probably go back to furthest out of everybody so, I interviewed. We're, we're like, you know, we, we're, we're old school guys. We're like, we, we see all the errors. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And that's why I always think right. of Haskins' uh, mind because I want to know, he knows. If anybody knows right. whoever you're talking to, Coach Haskins knows. He's the godfather. He said the first rocket game was played in Kingston Park. Probably. I remember my dad used to take me to the rock. My dad was from Harlem. He used to take me to the rock when I was a kid. And man, they, like they said, it was up in the trees. I used to watch Joe Hamlin and them play. I was a little boy. Right. You know, helicopter. Yeah, my boy trying to get me Joe Hamlin as we speak. Wow, yeah. I used to watch him as a little boy, man. You know, my, my dad used to take me up there. I remember I seen Kareem in New York at, at Gershwin. Walking through Gershwin Park one time. Wow. In East New York, yeah. It was crazy, man. I'm telling you. So, you know, they talk about these guys. We talk about guys that played in the league 15, 20 years, not one year. The Vinnie Johnsons in them, man. You know what I'm saying? Those guys, Albert King. You know what I mean? Those guys, those guys, man, are legends. High school, college, and pros. If someone got a contact for Albert King, please DM me. Bro, that would be, I'll be, I'm, I'm in tune. Albert King. Listen, I, I remember being at Phyllis Dickerson and used to go to the uh, the Burger King in Inglewood just to see if we have a chance to see an Albert King and he would be behind this circle. He owns a couple of them, doesn't he? Yeah, and this is during his net days. Yeah. Albert King was the man, bro. I remember. Right, I got R.R. Uh, Finney said partnerships are very important and need to, and need to help programs to be successful. That is so true. That's why I say to you, that's what my partner, Dwayne Cannon, stressed all the time about partnerships. And I think that's why our program is so successful. We're we are able to bring so many different organizations to our kids through partnership. So, yes. And that's why I say a lot of these uh, different tournaments need to start partnering up together. Where, like, with us in the BRC, when they have their tournament, we wait. So when they finish... We go because we the, we the kids were conflicted and, and, and you have a lot of forfeits. So then you give the kids a chance to play in every tournament. So I think these, these tournaments are not competing against each other like that. That's that would be a great idea. That would be a great idea. And you, you know, you can let the Nike tournament be the Nike tournament, but all the other community tournaments should all come together and have, and then you can come together at the end and have. Uh, so the best of the tournaments, that's right. right? That's how we do with the BRC. And you can extend it. We never, we never have a tournament the same time they have one. We always wait and, and wait for each other to finish up, and then we go right so the kids can have a chance to play in both of them. That's what we do. Got my man, my man Eric uh, Hicks is on right now. He run game over. They be having tournaments as well. That'll be a great idea for you guys. You know, best job Brownsville. I want to buy some, you know, some, some movies from Eric Hickson. Eric got them game There you go. I'll be trying to holler at him for a minute, man. He got the best trophies Yo, on the planet. We just, we just made the connection, E. Let's make it happen, baby. Statues, man. I want some statue trophies, man. That's right. Let the, the, the black kids get some black oh, men man. trophies. Me? Them trophies are awesome, man. I love those trophies, man. It's hard to get, though, man. So I need to, I need to, right. need to plug me with Eric. I know Rob be trying to plug me with him. But I need those, I need yeah, those, yeah, those definitely. Trophies. There you go. There you go. Listen, he just said, I love it. We're going to make it happen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He said he got you. He, he got said me. he got you. Okay. Yes. That's Look, what's that's, what, that's what the platform is about. Bringing people together, right? Have everybody baby. work together and build partnerships. Partnership, baby. That's, that's the key word for the day, partnership. You know what I mean? Everybody else. And trust me, I will be I will be down there at you guys' basketball tournaments and basketball camps. I will be broadcasting. I will be promoting everything that you guys do. So don't worry about that. Rob Phelps did a camp for me uh, two years ago at uh, at Bristol Park. We had over 150 kids. Rob did a clinic for me. I one of the one of, it was run by our organization and sanitation. Awesome. Rob put on a hell of a show that day. Hell of a show. I just posted it. I just posted him working some kids out. You know, whatever Rob does, I'm going to promote it regardless. But, you know, it, it, it's so refreshing to see the kids 
being excited to get a chance to play again. Yes. Because the kids are itching. If it's one time we're going to have the attention of these kids, it's right now. Yes. Yes. We're going to have these kids' attention at 150% right now. So while we have their attention right now, grab it and let's mold it and let's shape it for the right, you know, for the right causes. I used to be Rob's guinea pig when Rob was going to Providence. I used to have to feed him the ball every time while he was doing his shooting drills. He used to take me to Nazareth High School. And he said, come, come on, Pete. And I would have to, you know, catch him, retrieve the ball and pass it to him. So he always be big time. Because I helped him with that. That's, hey, look. I helped him with that. That's jump right. Shot. That was my man. And that jump shot is, is still water. Still pure. Still. Still pure. So my man Eric Hicks said, the time is now. We must come together and stick together. That's facts. Right. That's, that's facts, baby. So, like I said, today's key word is partnership, man. So, you talk to all your guys, man. Tell them to start partnering up, man, to make it even bigger. You know, and we all join that's forces. What we, that's what we want my message to push, and definitely. Man, we all join forces together, man. And we can't be stopped. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's we, right. We can't be stopped. And our kids are getting the best. And that's what, that's what we preach at, at, at our program, uh, Brother Ken and I. Uh, we want our kids to have the best opportunity to succeed in this world. You know what I mean? And have a chance to be able to go out on a date and be able to take a nice young lady out on a date and be respectful. You know, all those things we teach as well. You know, so it, it's all good, man. It's all good. Listen, you have you have a great cause, great mission, and definitely living out uh, the cause the right way. Right? Before we leave, got two things I want to ask. Yes, sir. One is, who is the best high school player you saw which I probably know is going to be Pearl, college player and pro player you've seen in New York City? The best high school player I saw, no, it's not going to be Pearl. It's going to be um, Eric Marbury. Eric Marbury was the best high school player I saw. Eric Marbury. That's the first. Everybody hear that? That's the first Lincoln in the house. I went to Lincoln fan. So. Yes. Eric Marbury was the first, the best high school player I've ever saw. He was, he was phenomenal. That's the first time I've ever heard that. Yeah, he was. I mean, you had to see him play. A lot of those guys didn't see him play. He was he was Steph before Steph. Steph just took it to a whole other level. But Eric Marbury. Steph was, had the J. Yeah. Steph, Steph had, out of all of them, Steph had the J. Right. But Steph had the J and he could jump. Eric was a jumper. Right. I mean, and right. it, was just, it was just incredible the way that man jumped out the gym, man. You know, Eric Marbury was the best player I saw in high school that I actually played against in high school. Wow. Eric Marbury. Yeah, I have to give that brother's props. Real, real people said facts. Wow. Yes. Okay. All right. Salute to the Marbury's. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What about college? The best college player I ever saw, I would say Kenyon Martin. I used to Kenyon Martin? Kenyon Martin was the best college player in my eyes. I watched Kenyon Martin block a shot, then go down and dunk it, and all in the same play. Kenya Martin was a phenomenal college player in my eyes. You know, yeah. I like Ken. Kenya Martin was one that was the best that I, I like in college basketball. That's, mm. that's, that's my favorite college basketball player, Kenya Martin. Not that he had my last okay. name. I, I, Kenya Martin, if you ever saw Kenya Martin playing college, man, he was no oh, joke. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. He, he was Definitely. no joke, man. He was no Definitely. joke. He was no joke. Man. Yeah. He was the number one pick in the draft that year. Hey. And this new kid reminds me of him now. The new kid that's coming out of Dayton reminds me of him. Wow. I haven't, get, I haven't had a chance to see him. But can you mind? Uh, I forgot his name. If anybody knew his name, the kid from Dayton that's coming out this year, he reminds me a lot of Kenyon Martin. And Kenyon Martin got drafted number one with a broken leg. Yes. So you know how bad he was. Right. With a broken leg. Yeah. So. Best pro. Magic Johnson. I idolize Magic Johnson. That's it. He's on my bucket list. I want to hang out with him one day. Magic Johnson's my man. Couldn't tell me I wasn't Magic Johnson coming up as a kid, bro. Magic Johnson. And, and you got to be on bragging rights. You can say, yo, you was my man, but Albert from Brooklyn was ahead of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Magic And let me tell you something. We'll be free. Put it on Magic his first game. Clippers played uh, the Lakers. And World was playing with the Clippers. World had like 45, almost 50 on the Lakers. Wow. Day. Yeah, World killed him. World was a walking bucket, yo. Let the league score. 
Yes. Let me tell you something. I got to give a lot of shout out to the world because when you know when we go to we go to the Sixers games, world take care of us, man. We want for nothing. Still to this day, he takes care of his Brownsville guys. Still to this How day. can I get role of the show? That's gonna be my next question. I can. Right? I can. When make you come on the show, you gotta nominate somebody else to be on the show. Right. That's. I'll talk to one of my partners, my man Daryl Glenn, who runs the BRC. And right. I, and if anybody can do it, Daryl Glenn can do it. Okay. Daryl runs Browns. Gotcha. Yes. Yes. I would. I would. I would try to make that happen. I would try to make that happen. You got that's, that's how we got to do it. I, I, I would really appreciate that, brother. I would definitely try my best. As soon as we hang up, I'm going to talk to Daryl. I'm going to talk, tell Daryl you got to get world on my man's show. Absolutely. That works, man. Yes, sir. That yeah. works. Yes, sir. Well, look, man, I, I'm glad that you came on and you shared the story, man. Now I know a little bit more and everybody else. And as we play this over and over and people, you know, figure out what's going on, we bring some people together and they can see the face behind the program. Right. And then they can meet your partner as well. Yeah, they need to meet my partner. He's a tremendous brother, Dwayne Kennan. But I also want you to know that, you know, our programs are free. And, you know, we don't charge our kids a dime. You know, and we give them the best of the best, the best teaching, you know, the best, you know, uniforms and just education, which is the most important thing. So for people to say there's no free tournaments, yes, there are right there in the heart of Brownsville. Yes, sir. You know, it costs nothing. Well, listen, I'm, I'm going to definitely take that clip out and just leave it just like that and also play some more of this interview. But I, I want to definitely promote what you're doing, my brother. I appreciate you. You know, keep doing what you're doing. And whenever you need me, whenever you need to, you know, make a, a broadcast or announcement, just call me up, man, you know, and we can make it happen. I appreciate you more. I appreciate Rob for plugging me in with you. Um, all those who are listening today and, you know, we're willing to partner up and help out each other and, you know, help their kids out if need be, help their programs out. That's what we do. We help programs. We help struggling programs. Right. We've helped out so many struggling programs uh, through our Brownsville Sports Zone group. That's what we do. Help out struggling programs, man. So just hit me up, too. I'm here for you as well. I appreciate you, brother. All the best, man. All right, man. And happy Father's Day. Oh, my man, Pat Foss. I got you, Pat. We're going to holler. Have a happy Father's Day. Um, your father, man. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you, my brother. Yes, sir. I'm not a father, but I, I still appreciate the love because I got a lot of kids out there, man. Yes, sir. Okay. Good luck. Have a good night. All right. Mr. Peter Martin, Coach Peter Martin, show some love, people.